Good morning everyone, this is Steve and this is the Football Stadium Prince Podcast, episode 16. It's the 5th of March, March. How the hell did it get to March? What the heck? <sighs> When's lockdown over? It must be soon. Give me my vaccine please. Anyway, it's 5th of March. It is 10 to 10 in the morning. Not for you, but it is for me right now. And this is the number one podcast in the world. Now, if you're listening to this on the 5th of March or any time shortly after that, then it's not. But as the old saying goes, dress for the job you want, not the job you've got. So you never know. One day in the future when you are listening to this, it will be number one. So there we go. Pac-Man Jingle. There we are. What have we got on the cards today? Today we've got two questions um, from Patreon subscribers. Nope, it's not subscribers, it's from one subscriber. Uh, Two questions and they both pertain to art and artists that I particularly enjoy and or have influenced me but we'll get on to them and they're both great I actually I I write show show notes that seems a bit grand but notes before recording this just to remind me because I'm sitting drawing a stadium at the same time just to keep my mind in order of what I want to talk about and once I got started writing on these questions I didn't stop but I found it difficult to stop, so I'll hopefully get them all covered. I may need to run through the first part of this dead quick, so I've got plenty of time. Um, but first up, uh, in case you're new, what's this all about? Well, this podcast was really just a way for me to... Oh, sorry, um currently doing the prep for the next stadium I'm going to draw, fine line design, and I've hit the wrong button and spun my canvas around. Ah, oh, and I've gone too far. That clicking is me rotating it, rotating it, and and it paused just before the last one. There we are. Um, it's just a way for me to talk out loud while I was at work and it not seem a little bit insane by just sitting and talking in the kitchen to myself during the day because I've always had before doing this full time I've always had jobs that were quite social and by the time the better half got home from work I'd just been sat silent all the time and I thought you know what let's just Let's just record a podcast. Then I can talk out loud and there's an element of it where it doesn't feel like I'm just going crazy. Like I'm not just talking to myself. I'm having 50% of a conversation. I can kid on to myself that I'm actually talking to people at the end of this mic. And people listen. So it's not too mad. Thank you very much for listening. Um... But during lockdown, everybody's home, so I've just kept, I've just tried to keep it going, get into a rhythm of doing them on a Friday for Patreon subscribers, and then release them on a Tuesday for everyone else. To do them on a Friday, to force myself into a rhythm while everyone's home, to try and keep a bit of normality flow. Um, bit of structure to my week so at least I know on a Friday I've got this to do This I'm definitely going to do a fine line design on a Friday and I'm definitely going to record a podcast and it forces everyone to stay out of my way although um, listeners will know who have been around for a while will know that even though I intend for nobody to come in it very rarely happens that we get an uninterrupted session. So, where are we at? 
This is just the way for me to blare that out loud. That's basically what I'm saying. Um, talk about stuff that I've done. Talk about things that are on my mind. That's never a bad thing, getting to do that. So what did we do last week? Last week we I was answering more questions. This is great. When I get questions, it's fantastic. Um, it gives me something to mull over. Last week it was questions from Fitbar Nomad and another Patreon subscriber, Johnny Gibson. Uh, talked about Mars Rover and Missing the Pub, which I... Not going to go on about this time, but I am still missing the pub. I think because we're getting closer and closer, potentially, to an end. And I can sort of sense it in my future. It's starting to hit home more. Um, but that was last week. What are we doing this week? This week, I got a request from Twitter for... A f well, the request is actually for the full stadium design but those go to and it's for an American university but those go to um, Twitter polls people give suggestions and they go to a Twitter poll and whoever wins gets a proper one done but I did say that I would pick this one for my Friday podcast, Fine Line Design. And it's Morrison Stadium. In, and it's the, the football soccer ground uh, at the Crichton University in oh, Omaha. Oh, Nevada or Nebraska? Sure, it was Omaha NE, but now I can't remember which one of them is. Let me, I'm gonna have to double check. I can't believe I didn't write that down. I was certain I wrote down where this place was. Well, it's Crichton University, and the, the men and women's soccer team both play on this Morrison Stadium. Um, I believe their entire athletics team go by the name the Blue Jays. So, the athletics team baseball, basketball, soccer, football, softball. Um, let me just check where this university is. Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I believe it's a... It's a Jesuit university, Catholic university, so I guess it's just like our sort of like Catholic high schools that we get here, but next step up, great university. I'm guessing you need to be Catholic to go there. I don't know. Not involving myself in that. But the, the, the grounds and everything of the university look very nice and the football pitch slash soccer pitch, but this is a this isn't a shared uh, pitch where you, you find quite often that um the soccer the soccer team plays on the football field they just expand the, the pitch width a bit to accommodate them whereas this I'm pretty certain this is just for the soccer looking at the pitch I imagine it must be um, which is that's good but it's got a great view looking downtown but anyway that that came from this is the hard bit uh, I am very, very sorry, sorry about this, Carly, but I'm going to get your name, second name wrong. It's Carly Kopietz. Kopietz? Kopietz? Oh, sorry. Um, she's at Carly Cops on Twitter. The suggestion came from her. Thank you very much. Um, I'm, as you're aware, I've already been drawn on this one. Started on it. Um, they've got, uh, it looks, they've got a Kraken main stand with Crichton, name of the university on it. Looks like it's got a great, it does have a great entrance into that main stand. The buildings, the university buildings all around it have a nice orange brick buildings. It's very hard to date. American buildings, from my point of view anyway, because it's 
It's not something I'm used to. Um, but that's that. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm currently doing right now. I'm busy working on the the open stand across from the main stand right now. Okay. What have we been up to the last week since we last spoke about Mars rovers and grounds that didn't want to get done? Oh, talking of grounds that didn't want to get done. I thought I had removed um, Union Berlin from the site as requested by their lawyers, but turns out I hadn't. I got another message from them. Um, so, the last week has been mainly, well, the first, I got Colm FC completed, which I've been meaning to do for quite some time, because I'd done their local rivals, Barnoldswick Town, quite some time ago now, in the Silent Night Stadium. I finally got Colne FC completed, so it's now on this on the website Holt House. It's um, it's an a brilliant example of why I like non-league football. It's got a, I hope they don't mind me saying, but they've got it's got a cracking old stand there that, goodness me, I don't know how long it's been up, but. It's been up, it's been up for a while, but it's it's had paint jobs and work done. Their pitch has quite a noticeable slope, which again, that is not me as a Brecon City fan. That is not me taking the mick or anything because we have quite the healthy slope ourselves, so that's quite evident in the. In the in the design, so that gives it gives it proper character. I like that. But um, it then has the cityscape, or the townscape of Colne in the background. It has a great number of houses there. It's got church, rolling hills in the background. The trees and stuff that make the place look nice and pretty. A nice little town in Lancashire. That's right, it's in Lancashire. I had this feeling I was going to get that wrong and name the wrong English county. Oh man, I'm now worried I have got it wrong. Um, As you're probably aware, I'm Scottish, but I think if I was to mix up Lancashire and Yorkshire, I'd be done for Lancashire. It's in Lancashire. That's according to Wikipedia. Now, if Wikipedia's let me down, I'm, I'm sorry, but what can I do? I contribute to Wikipedia every year when they, when they ask me to. It's a great resource. Um... So, Colne, that was good fun. I liked that one. We've also been doing Wii. I suppose there is an element of Wii to this now that um, I have an American admin looking after the US account. But as far as it, as far as the, the actual artworks concerned, it's just me. So what have I been up to? I've been doing a lot of fine line designs. They're fun. They're really fun to do. They're nice. They don't engage the brain too much, which is always nice, so it gives me a bit of a break. Lockdown is starting to grate quite a bit. Um, so that having something that's just a bit something to do that's keeping me busy but also not 
haven't attacked me too much as, as a nice distraction. So I'm very thankful for the the fact that I've started doing these. Um, so I've been doing quite a lot, of, quite a lot of them because it just you find the stadium, and you're like, oh yeah, that'll look good. But they've got a good colour scheme, especially um, one I did recently, the uh, for Charleston Battery, and their old ground of the Bald. I think it was officially the Black Bald. Um, but they play in yellow and black, and, and I thought, well, that's just going to look great on a black t-shirt if I can get the stadium done in yellow. Yeah, but you just, you, you find them and you're like, yes, I'm doing that, I'm doing that straight away. Um, but the ones we've been working on are one, one oak. One Oak Field in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma, not Tulsa, Alabama, because it was Birmingham, Alabama. So it's Tulsa, Oklahoma. Let me get that all the way at the corner. Um, one Oak Field. The two versions of that one showing the because they the, the soccer team plays on the baseball field. So I did a version in the uh, w with the diamond in place, and then a version with the soccer field, soccer markings in field, um, and in the different colours. So the uh, soccer one was in gold; their badge is gold and white, and then the baseball version was done in the colour of the the. Tulsa Drillers, which is the name of the name of the um, name of the baseball team. So that was good fun. Um, I'm also working on a proper design of it for FC Tulsa in the One Oak. Somebody did tweet me say it was pronounced One Oak. I mean, looking at it, my brain wants to say One Oak Field. Maybe that's what they meant. It's very difficult to tell over Twitter because they said, oh, it's one. I'm sure they said one oak and then for oak they put O-A-K. Oh, I don't know. It's either one oak field or one oak. One oak? Well, I'm doing a proper design for that one. It's really, it's, it's a fun one to do because it's sitting, somebody's sitting in the stand looking down the length of the pitch towards downtown Tulsa. I think it's going to look really cool once it's finished. This might take me a while whenever it gets to... There's quite a few buildings down there in downtown that I need to get done, but they are... I think it's going to end up looking really good. Um, we did... I did... Fine line design for Laney College. That that's in Oakland, California. People might know Laney College from Last Chance U on Netflix. And again, I've done a football version and a soccer version because they do share the same field. At Laney, Laney, that's Laney Community College. It's in the nice green. That's their team colours. Uh, yeah, we returned to some old favourites. Like I said, I did the Bow Charleston Battery and um, Detroit City's Keyworth Stadium. Those were two of the two of the very first U.S. grounds I ever did. The Bow was the very first U.S. ground I ever did for the site. Detroit City and Keyworth must have been second. It's great, it's got a train line right beside it, you see trains going past when they're playing football. Um, we're working on Morrison Stadium right now, 
potentially got Memorial Stadium in Savannah, Georgia coming soon. Um, what else? Well, my commissions page, I'm still... It's nearly up to date. It's nearly in place. I think I mentioned last week I'm trying to revamp that so that commissions come via Fiverr in the hope because I'm trying to expand from football stadiums but also if people want their house done maybe their favourite pub they've been to maybe a, a business wants their building done in the football stadium print style I'm trying to open up that avenue which I've had quite a few commissions like that in any case, but I'm trying to funnel them all through Fiverr. The better half has suggested going through that way, so I'm going through that way. I think it's just that it might, if it if it works, it'd be an easier way to keep track of keep track of them. Um, I have had one come through uh, and it gives you as soon as the job you, you discuss the job with the person which is what I'd be doing anyway making sure it's something I can do and then once you're happy and the order's placed and you've got all the info I've got all the info I need or I think I need to get the job started it then comes up with this massive big countdown on my screen telling me this is how long you've got left get going boy um, get that floodlight done. Which was quite, I found quite amusing. Quite alarming actually, because I never knew that was going to happen. And as soon as, as soon as I was like, yeah, a job finally. Not so much a job finally, it's just that you don't, I don't want it sitting there with looking like, oh, he's got no jobs, nobody's. Nobody wants anything from him. What's wrong with with him? Whereas I've tried to put as many examples of work I've done in the past. Anyway, so that's that's pretty much up and running. I've got a few things that I need to get finished on it before I start promoting that properly. But if you do want your house done, favourite pub, the cafe that you met your better half in. Where you went on your first Tinder date with your better half. How about that? I could do that. You'll see, if you go on it, you'll see a couple of examples if you go to my commissions page of what I've done. I've done a couple of universities for people. Um, I've done a couple of houses, but they aren't actually on the website yet. I need to look them out and get them on. Um, oh, and there, if you're in the UK, I've also got mystery prints available. £10 each, include postage and packaging. And or you can get three for two. Buy two, get one free. For £20. Includes Postage and packaging included. Um, is that outside one of a... It must have a stanchion like that. That makes sense. Um, they're on the site. Like I say, they're A4 prints. If you were to buy a similar sized print from the website, picking which one you want, That would be £13 each with postage and packaging not included. So you'd have to pay postage and packaging. So it's a bit of a saving, but you don't get the, the choices taken out. It's a mystery what you're going to get. You can indicate if there's any club you absolutely definitely don't want. Um, even... Perhaps there's, an, perhaps there's an entire region 
you don't want to you don't want I don't want anything from Spain fine that's up to you if you don't want the stuff from Spain I will make sure you get nothing from Spain if you don't want something from say the northeast of England I will make sure you get nothing from the northeast of England if that's your if that's what you want no problem I'm not judging There's a bit of the entrance done, that's nice. Um, so they're on there. Okay, what, jeez, oh, Louise, Steve, 25 minutes, I need to have a little drink of my coffee here. Sorry, tried to move away from the mic a bit so you don't hear me loudly swallowing. Don't know if I managed to get away quick enough though. Um, right, the questions. The meat of the program why I'm here. Um, first of all though I need to do my little Patreon plug. If you do have a spare, even if it's just a pound a month, please consider signing up to my Patreon page. Um, Patreon.com forward slash football stadium prints. Your contribution is one day I'll be able to articulate exactly how much of a difference it makes and what it means to me. It's I put on this. I, I have it on the, there saying, "Oh, it, it oh, oh, something went wrong with the computer there." Um, that it that you're helping support the site and things like that. But really, in all truthfulness, you're supporting me. The website is me. The artist who does it is me. Apart from the the work done on the the American um, Twitter account, everything is me. And I'm not I'm not taking anything away from what my admin in America does. She does an absolutely amazing job. But on the whole, it's me. So, it's just, is it a Scottish thing? Is it a man thing that I should be trying to get over? It's, it just feels a bit, it's hard to ask for help. And that's essentially what's going on here. You, I'm asking for help. Oh, the computer's done it again. There. Um, why is that, have I... Shifted this entire thing. No, it's okay. Um, so, if you do have a spare pound a month, you like what I do. You don't predict, maybe don't want a print, but you do want to help support the site. Please consider signing up. Pound a month. It might not make a big difference to you, but I can assure you, it makes an absolute world of difference to me. It means that. that that can go straight to the hosting costs of the site. One less bill at the end of the month for me to worry about. And being an independent artist, I can assure you there's plenty of worry involved. But that's not to take away from the fact that it is the best job in the world. It's amazing. It just sometimes wish it was a bit more secure. Um, that will be an oh, and if you do sign up, you get the podcast early. You get access to behind the scenes pictures, work in progress pictures. You get ten percent off football stadium prints for as long as you're a member. As long as you are a member, that almost sounds like. As long as you remember, which isn't. Um, if you need that code and you can't find it, if you sign up and you need that code and can't find it, please just ping me a message and I'll get it to you. I've not found a, a way on Patreon to make that easily accessible to to everyone. So please, please just get in touch and I'll, I will get that code to you. 
Um, there's monthly giveaways at the moment. If I do a giveaway at the beginning of each month, on the first of each month, to win an original sketch. I've been going through my old sketchbooks and adding colour to them, watercolours to them. I give one of them away a month to a lucky subscriber. Although, to be honest, every time it's definitely been more than one that I've sent out. Um, If we get to 50 subs, I'll start doing a monthly print giveaway as well. So there would be um, somebody would win an original sketch, another person would win a print. If we get to 100 subs, ha, then there will be a t-shirt giveaway as well. So we'll have three giveaways. But that's a long way off. We're sitting at around about 30, and thank you very, very much for everyone who has signed up. There we go. I think that's all the benefits. That's enough of a plug. That was about... Was it 20? Have I been going on rambling on for about four minutes about Patreon? Thank you very much, all the Patreon folk that have signed up. Everyone else, come along. It'll only cost you a pound, and you could, and you will be entered into a draw to win stuff. Right. The questions. I'm going to have to shift my notes a little bit. So I've got a keen eye on them, so I don't forget anything. So like I say, these are from a... Oh, Stephen. I did an extra layer earlier, and I've been drawing for ages on the wrong one. I don't know. Never mind. Right. The... The um, questions are from Patreon subscriber Leanne. Uh, Leanne Malashak. That that must come on, Steve. That must be right. Leanne Malashak. I can't see any other way to pronounce that. I think I must be right. If I'm not got that right again, I'm sorry. Please let me know how it is meant to be pronounced and I'll get it right next time and forevermore. She's asked two questions. The first one are, what's the first one is, who are some of the artists whose work you really enjoy looking at? So who do, who, who do I like? Well, over time, when I was young, when I was at school, and in art at school, I really, really, really loved Salvador Dali. But I think that might be just, that might be a bit of a teenage boy thing. Maybe just a teenager, early teenager. Well, I guess I remember some folk at, uni er, at university who also had Salvador Dali posters. But I think that might be a that's a thing of the age at the time when you're sort of starting to try and get to grips with things, get to grips with the, the world around you, and it's all you're not in control of anything. You're you're starting to grow up a bit, but you don't have any real power, you don't have any real control in your in your house. And I think Salvador Dali's surrealism kind of captures that a bit because it's it's crazy, it's a bit warped, not a bit warped, it's melted clocks and thin long-legged um, elephants. Everything's not the way it should be. Not the way you would ideally as a, a young teenager and breaking the way you would want it to be, so everything's a bit warped. It's not to say I don't like Dali now, I st still think it's, his surrealism is fantastic. Where's my pen gone? There. It's just, as a kid, finding him 
and finding art wasn't just pictures like uh, like um, the Mona Lisa and big old grand um, like pictures of kings and queens and religious de depictions that art could be this other thing that is just crazy, wild. The rules that you thought were there weren't necessarily there and you could get away with you could get away with things. He was fantastic in that he was a there was a almost a realism to his surrealism. And that although the although the elephants had stupid long thin legs, they still it looked like an elephant. It was beautifully painted. Um but I think as I've grown older I like I like stuff that has a a feel of deconstruction to it. I love I love pop art. I love like the the obvious ones in Liechtenstein and Andy Warhol. I love um David Shrigley. I love stuff that is just I love stuff that makes when people are seeing it they go, I could have done that. I love that because it's but you didn't. You could have done it but you didn't. They they did. Yeah, you can maybe you you could do it by looking at what they've done and you could you could copy it but you didn't do it at the time. They did. And I love I, I like that. And I like the the simplicity. I like the simplicity. I mean, that's quite evident in what I do. It's not. It's um. It, I try to be. I. Tr I well, wait a minute. I'll, that's for that's about what I do. It's that's for the next question. This is just about stuff I like looking at. I like looking at the big, bold shapes of Liechtenstein and the, the using stuff that's already there, like Warhol, and changing it to to his ends. David Shrigley's well, simplicity feels like the wrong word but it is it is sort of simple but it's always bold in your face simplicity which is great to look at I love expressionism I love um I love I love how they they're how the expressionists well I guess they must have been they must have been around. When would expressionism be? 18, late eighteen hundreds, nineteen hundreds. So I'm guessing it's the time of the invention of the camera. So they're anyway. They're they're not the things they are doing are not. They don't look photorealistic. They're trying to convey expressionism is when now they're trying to convey a feeling or an emotion or if they're looking at a scene, a sunset or whatever, they're going, "How does this make me feel? I want to, I want to get across the feeling I feel stood out here looking at this sunset." So it doesn't necessarily look exactly like, well, say it's, it's a person or it's a house, it's a sunset. Right. The main, the first, the main example that most people would know of 
next specialist would be Edward Munch and the screen. We've all seen that. Um, everybody, everybody knows that one. You know the guy holding his face on the sort of um, it's sort of what it's on like a pier. What do you call the thing that goes along the side of the sea? Pier? Is a pier the one that goes into the Brighton Pier? Promenade. Walking along the promenade, holding his face. Now you know when you look at it, you know that it's a man holding his face, standing on a promenade. Sort of sunset going up down. Very easy to see that that, but it's not realistic. But you get it's what he's doing there is forcing you to. To it, it gives you a sense of feeling like the um, the swirling sky. It's not real, not normal looking. The sea behind them. The it's all creating this confusion. This this. Um, this feeling, this the, the feeling of what that person in there is contending with. They don't feel right. There, there's something, something's wrong. The colours of it are are not the normal colours of a sky. The human, the person in it is not. I mean, if you look properly at the at the guy, I'm guessing it's a guy. It doesn't look like a normal normal person, but it's that's that that feeling. If you're screaming, you're you're you've got a um, a feeling of well, I don't know what's going on. I feel hopeless. I feel um, feel lost, trapped, confused. It's all in there, and it's not just the expression of the person, it's the entire scene built around them to get that, that feeling across. Um, like it's swirling and melting, you can't think straight. Um, but when you're when you're screaming and you've got that, I suppose that rush of adrenaline through you, that's what, that's what it feels like. Um, so I like I like those other other ones. Um, the Street with Women by Vas Vasily Kadinsky. Again, it's of a woman in the street. It's big, bold colours. Doesn't it almost gives off a sort of cartoony vibe now no that's not right that's not fair um but it's big bold colors it's not the color of the house it's not the color of the street but again it's given off these warm it's given off these these warm colors this warm feeling that you get when you're in a place like that um as the sun's going down as As your um, as days turn into night, you've got these warm glows and things. And again, it's it's a nice what you're getting by looking at that a warm, calm feeling, rather than getting an accurate depiction of the woman in the street. You're getting this, you get this feeling bouncing right into your retina, is it right into? Well, right into right in your soul. Jeez, that's a bit deep. Um, other ones that are like, well, Edward Munch again. Separation. Even before even seeing that picture, just from the title, you know that it's going to be. It's going to be a bit sad. Separation is definitely going to be creating feelings. And as soon as you look at it, it's the colours chosen are cold, muted. It's that that's what separation would sort of make people feel. The position of the characters, the woman walking away. He, the guy with his head turned, 
sort of slightly facing the camera. Neither of the people look particularly real. They're not. The entire scene doesn't look like it's a carbon copy of what that scene would look like, but it gives off that feeling of what separation would feels like. So I like those. I like looking at those. I like those that evoke, instantly invoke a feeling. We just scratched the surface on those one. I just went for the sort of obvious, clear ones. But there, there are, there are other ones out there, more contemporary stuff, which is, which is thoroughly jarring to most people that I, that I, I really, really love. But that's anything that has a sort of deconstructed feel to it. Because I think essentially that's what I do most of the time, is I'm taking football stadium and trying to hone in on things that are relevant only to that club. And then rather than obviously have it photorealistic, I'm down to deconstruct it back into smaller components, the important components, that still make it completely instantly re recognisable, hopefully, to the fans and people of that area. There we go. Did that answer the first question, Leanne? I definitely think I could return to that one day. And it's also made me really miss going to art galleries. Especially sat in London for a whole year and never been able to get to one. And since we've got so many. Okay, second question. What artists have inspired or influenced my own art? Well, there's kind of two, two facets to this. If you're meaning football stadium prints art, well, I've got two. There's a football stadium prints art, and then there's also my personal stuff that I just do in my spare time for fun. I'll jump straight to my personal stuff that I like doing for fun and the influences on that you can go to at Jedi Iron Brew oh for non-Scottish people that's uh, at Jedi so J-E-D-I and then I-R-N-B-R-U Iron Brew or second national drink in Scotland um, you'll be able to see some examples of what I do in my spare time. But I would be, I would say the stuff, people that influence that, again, I'm not trying to look like any of these people. I'm not comparing myself to any of these people. These are just people that I love and um, absolutely adore. But Quentin Blake, the illustrator, you probably, most people probably know him from illustrating Roald Dahl books. Absolutely love him. Because again, he is in that area of, when you're looking at it, people go, Ugh, I could do that. But they can't, it's difficult, it's diff having that, getting that simplicity while being able to convey the amount of emotions and feelings that he does inside these little characters of what are essentially about six lines. It's not easy. That is not easy. Um, I absolutely, absolutely love him. Um, in fact, he's, I'm sure he's the House of Illustration in London. I think, is that right? Is it being changed to the Quentin Blake? House of Illustration, there's something like that. Again, it's happened during lockdown. My brain's not fully engaged with all this stuff, but I need to get down to that. Um, he he is amazing. Um, also, well, David Shrigley again, again his his uh, his stuff. It's it's just wonderful because it's it's again it's so simple, 
to look at, but there's just... I don't know where they get... It's so diff... I don't know where people get inspiration like he does. I find that very... I might have to read up more on him to find out where... Because it's so difficult to get inspiration for when I'm doing stuff personally at the moment because I'm just sat looking at a computer all day, every day. And then at the weekend, I'm just looking at a computer because I just end up working. I'd love to know what, they, what how people get inspiration for what they do. But he's great. I used to have a... I, I got into him... Actually, because an ex-girlfriend bought me a t-shirt. Um, because I was... Well, I was kidding myself on that I was going to try and take up photography. Which I did for a little while. And she bought me a t-shirt of his that just has this photographer. Lots of these drawings of this photographer. And I was like, this is just the most amazing t-shirt in the world. It no longer fits and it's in the bin. Because, well, not that it's not, it's not in the bin because it no longer fits went in the bin because it had holes in it um, but yeah as soon as I saw that I'm like this is amazing this is this is this, uh, and well done more than anything well done for being able to come up with this do it love it who else Jim Moyer also known as Vic Reeves him, we we were in, me and the missus, uh, how long ago was it now, was it New Year 2019, something like that, we were in Newcastle for a couple of days and went to a, a gallery there and it had some of Vic Reeves stuff, which at that point I'd only ever seen via his Twitter account, and then I saw it in real life and I'm like, this is just brilliant it's almost it fits it's especially he's, he's doing a lot of stuff now like birds and things like that which are fantastic on the, their own they're they're absolutely beautiful but the stuff that I really enjoy is his when he's doing people and I love how it get people get stretched pulled squashed they get taken in directions that people shouldn't. They're a lot like, um, they're a lot like Vic and Bob's. When Vic and Bob are on TV and they're doing impressions of people and these impressions are ridiculous. They're not like an actual impressionist, say, um, I can't think of what, what's that guy called? Rory something. I've only got, the only Rory I've got in my head is Rory McAllister and it's definitely not him. Well, I mean, who does Rory McAllister play for now? But I'm pretty sure, he maybe, maybe, he maybe can do impressions, but that's not who I'm, that's not who I'm thinking of. Um, they're not like proper impressions, they, they, they take like a small part of who that person is. See, Vic is the, the two that spring to mind for Vic are Lloyd Grossman, uh, Lloyd Grossman, and um, Melvin Bragg, and um, they're they, they're so far. Melvin Bragg, he's just got. Does he have bits of paper sellotape to his face as well? But he's got just big lines drawn on his face, and he's completely obsessed with his. I think it's his chopper bike, which I think maybe he sellotaped bits of paper to the spokes in order to get sounds. They don't particularly, they don't, there is a very, they don't particularly look like them. They're completely outrageous. They don't sound like the impressions. Um, the impression of Lloyd Grossman, he's completely great, has the biggest forehead in the world, long fingers, and I think he floats. Lloyd Grossman definitely doesn't float. Bob Mortimer doing an impression of when he's doing his impression of Noel Edmonds. If you're in the US, I doubt you'll know who Noel Edmonds is. But at first glance, he sort of looks like him. He's got the beard, he's got the ridiculous hair, daft, 
sweater on, but then when you pull out, he's got this massive big lumpy arse, lumpy legs, which also potentially might even be that he's meant to be naked, I think. Um, so they don't look like them, but there's a just enough in there where you know who it is. And what was I getting at? Yeah, there's just, so that's sort of what is his his um, his drawings, paintings are like when it comes to humans. There's enough in there that you know they're you know that it's a human being he's doing, but it's a grotesque and fantastical version of what a human being is. So he's. I like what I like trying to I like trying to do people in that sort of style. So in the style of like Quentin Blake, where I'm trying to use as minimal line lineage. That's not a word as possible, but also give element, extra elements of pulling and stretching or squashing them down so they're grotesquely fat in the neck or their heads are stupidly big. Um, so they, those three would be inspirations on my art from my spare time. When it comes to the football art, um, there's these things called, I think they're called this, they might be wrong, but there was old po old railway posters you got in Britain, Great Western Railway maybe, something like that, and they're quite, I think my stuff is, is quote, not close to it, but it's in that sort of same vein where I've it's blocks. I'm trying to just do stuff in blocks of colour. Um, where I can. Again, trying to deconstruct stuff. Simple it down to its... To its smaller components. Um, I think... The Great Western Railway posters are a bit like that. The other part of them is, even, I, I, want, I was wanting my football posters to sort of look like they would appeal to the people of that area. So if you, if you, if you weren't from that place or had never been to that ground, you might not recognise it as a football ground. Now, so that's not all the ca case with all of them. Some of them it's quite difficult to get away from the fact there's not much here other than the ground itself. So I'm restricted to only being able to do, say, a stand. But ultimately, my goal is to try and get something that is unique to that ground, that if you'd only recognise it if you'd been to the ground. Things like um, Cork City, and uh, I forgot Turner's Turner's Cross, something like that, where you're all, or even you you need to have been to that ground to recognise the angle I've gone for there. Yeah, they've got stands and stuff in the ground that are more recognisable, but you're only going to know that that's Turner's Cross I've done if you've walked down that lane beside it. Um. Um, I'm trying to think of another one off the top of my head that's like that. Oh, even the very first one, the one with with Breakin in the hedge. Although it's complete, it's, it's quite far removed from this what I get up to now. But it, that was the genesis of it all was to do the the hedge. If you've never been to Breakin. You don't know about the hedge. You're not. What are you? Why am I looking at a picture of a big green thing with a football on it? But if you're from Brecon or you know Scottish football, you know what it's about. Um. So with those Great Western 
railway posters, I think there was an element of that in them where if you're from the area, you knew what this picture was of. But more importantly, if you weren't from the area, it didn't matter because it was still a nice, lovely bit of art to look at. So I suppose what I'm saying is, if you've never been to Turner's Cross, Cork City, I'm hoping that it doesn't matter. If you still like what you're seeing, you might still want to get it. The Icelandic um, print that I've done, something like that, where I don't even know if there's, there's don't even, don't think there's any of the pitch in that one. There's nothing of the pitch in the Cork City one. Yeah, hoping that you just like it for what it is. Because I had a, yeah, I'm sure, when I was younger, I had a poster like that of Great Yarmouth. Never been to Great Yarmouth. Don't even know where it is. I think it's down on the coast, is it? Great, is it? Yeah, it sounds coastal of England. Never been. But I like the poster. Though, there's a bit of me, I was... Yeah, there's plenty which are just of stands. They'll stick out as football posters, but um, I hope that there are enough on there that aren't, don't just appeal to the fans of that club. They're just like, oh, that's interesting. That's the hope anyway. Whether I can achieve it or not, I don't know. Um, what was the question? Oh, who, inf who has influenced me, my art? Yeah, so Great Western Railway posters, which I've just realised I had when I was a kid. Great Yarmouth, which I weirdly think I bought in Wales. Is Great Yarmouth near? Um, where did we go in Wales? I think it was quite near the north, though, where we went. Then again, I don't know where Great Yarmouth is, so I mean, it could be up near. No, it's not up near, because up near the top, the north border is sort of Manchester and stuff, isn't it? Okay, there we go. That was fun. I like that. An hour and two minutes, an hour and three minutes. I like that one. I hope it wasn't too much of a ramble, but... And I hope I answered your questions satisfactorily. Satisfactorily. Satisfactory? Hmm. Leanne? If not, I will be very glad to revisit this subject. We are looking good as far as Crichton and Morrison Stadium is concerned. Very good. Got a fence to put in. Behind the scoreboard, I've got a bit of the paths left. Yep, I need to get that fence in. Very nice, very nice. I've got a bit of a standstill finish, so let's pick the right um, layer. But there we go. For all intents and purposes, we're done. We're happy with that. I'm happy with this podcast. Thank you very much for listening and once again for the shameless pug. Pug? That's a dug. Not what I'm about to do here. It is the shameless plug is if you do have an extra pound a month please consider signing up to Patreon. It would be massively appreciated and very very well received. So please, and if you know anyone who might like this podcast, please let them know about it. How you're going to sell it to them, I don't know. If you do manage to sell it to someone, please let me know how you did it, because then I would be able to, maybe I'd be able to market it. I'd be able to, ah, but as it, as it stands at the minute, 
if you managed to sell this podcast to someone and they want to listen, good on you. You are very creative. There we go. I'm currently just drawing in some stanchions... Uh, shadow lines. That will do. Why is that one... Oh, that one does stick out. Stick in a bit. There we go. Thank you very much. We'll speak to you next week. We'll see you later. Bye.